And great day to you once again. It's another edition of Focus on Fertility. And we are on site in, on assignment in Tulsa, Oklahoma at uh, Tulsa Women's Healthcare. And today we are lucky to have along with us one of the co-founding physicians here at Tulsa Women's Healthcare, Dr. Cole Nilsson. And he is one of uh, Tulsa's top-rated doctors and has been several times in publications in the Tulsa area. He has been practicing for more than 20 years and has seen quite a bit related to the women's health field. Welcome, Dr. Nelson, and thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. One of the things we'd like to talk with, and we've talked with experts in the past on different topics here at Focus Fertility, but we're trying to look more from an OBGYN perspective. We've talked to fertility care experts, we've talked about the experts that are developing different tests in the field, but the individuals that most people deal with on a year-by-year basis is going to be their either failing practitioner or their OBGYN. That's correct. And that's where it all starts. Are you seeing an increase uh, over your 20 years time? Have you seen a trend more recently in women having more fertility difficulties? Um, I don't know if it's really a, more of a trend in having infertility difficulties, but certainly in my practice, I've seen more and more women with those issues. Um, it's tied into waiting until everything is, uh, uh, let's see, in line, I guess you might say. I have my house, I'm 35, my job is set, and all of a sudden the babies become you know, a concern, and then we realize that we might have waited too long in some cases. So there is that aspect of it. But that combined with the fact that my practice is sort of tailored towards that patient, um, certainly I have seen an increase. Do you believe women then should be more knowledgeable about their individual fertility potential? Um, sadly, um, I, I think that's the case. I think uh, most of your family practitioners and general OBGYNs unless they have a, an interest in infertility, aren't really exploring those, uh, those questions with patients when they walk in for their routine exams. Um, it does take a little investment in time and a little investment in effort for a physician to say, hey, have you thought about having a baby when you're talking to somebody who's 32, not married, and you know, probably hasn't thought about it to that point. But that's where we come in. We come in and we ask those right questions Sometimes we discover things we really didn't want to discover, like maybe my fertility or my infertility is there. Anyway. I think we've, we've mentioned it a couple times on Focus on Fertility in the past, and national trends and numbers definitely show that women are definitely waiting to have that first child. Even if they are married at 25 years of age, they're trying to get that professional career together. When would you suggest to someone, whether they are married, whether they're in a relationship, whether they're single, is there a certain time you think individuals should be starting to, if they have thoughts maybe someday having that child, when they may need to start uh, looking at their fertility potential? And if so, what can they do? That's a really good question, and I'm going to answer it really simply. If you're thinking about having a baby, have your reserve checked. It all starts with an evaluation takes it's a blood test and that's basically all that it is. Occasionally we'll throw an ultrasound, you know, transvaginally and do an antral follicle count. But the reality is is that if you walk in, you're 29, you've been married for two years and you decided to have a baby, 
you can be evaluated then. Often, and more often than not, at 29, your evaluation is going to be totally normal, and you can say, go do your thing, I'll see you, you know, hopefully within a year pregnant. But occasionally, you run into a 29-year-old whose reserve is low, that's you know, probably going to benefit, at least with the, with the discussion, on avenues that they might have to take to help them get to where they want to be with the baby. And it's that simple. It's just, hey, I'm here, I'm thinking about having a baby, go. You, the, the alternative, of course, is to wait a year, you know, get your diagnosis, quote, unquote, of infertility, and then do the evaluation. And sometimes that's a really important year. You just, you just don't know. So it's just, all, it's just a matter of setting up evaluation when you go and say, hey, I want a baby. The counterpoint to that is the woman who walked, like I said a minute ago, a 32-year-old who's not even thinking about it. In that case, you say the same thing to her. Have you thought about having a baby? If you have, great. Then maybe you ought to see where you are on that continuum. So there's there's two kind of patients there. Anyway. You mentioned blood work. Is there a particular? Is there one particular test that you want to run? Is it is it a, a battery of blood tests that we're drawing? Um, you know, some people have that phobia of being stuck by a needle. So is this something that they're going to be sitting in a blood chair and giving vials and vials of blood? Lots and lots and lots of blood. <laughs> One vial, usually maybe two. And, you know, it's over time we've seen the test change. It was FSH and FSH only, and then it was FSH and estradiol, FSH, estradiol, and inhibit. And we've kind of tailored it all to, I think, antifollicle counselors and ultrasound tests, of course, and then anti-malarian hormone or AMH. Um, a cycle, non-specific measure of two things. One, ovarian reserve, like where are you on that continuum? How good is your ovary? If I'm 35, is my ovary like a 45-year-old woman's or maybe it's like a 25-year-old woman's? But not only does it tell you that reserve part of it, but it also tells you kind of directly quality. Like you can have a low AMH and it can be not only do you have a low number, but you're starting to lose quality of the egg as well. So it's a two-fold test. Are there particular values that if somebody gets their blood work and they kind of see it, they, they would know right away, or does it vary based on the age? It, so an AMH of everything is always age-dependent. And so when women come into my office and I talk to a 29-year-old that has an AMH of 0.7 and an AFC of 5, low ovarian volume, and I see the same thing in a 38-year-old patient, it of course means different things. So you have to, you, you, never, you never treat a blood test. You treat the whole patient, right? Ovarian volume, their age, their AFC, and their AMH, and maybe FSH levels. But you put all of that into your equation and then figure it out. I like to say that when my AMH level, irregardless of age, is between 0.3 and 0.7, um, then you you might need to look into some accessory reproductive technology, not necessarily IVF per se, but at least getting in and maybe doing an ovulation induction IUI, but at least heading in that direction where you're doing something proactive as opposed to walking in a year and a half later saying, I can't get pregnant, and then being reactive with no reserve at all and really bad numbers. Well, we really appreciate you taking some time out. We know we got busy schedules, lots of patients to see, but helping patients be a little bit more cognizant of knowing about their fertility potential and, and trying to take that next step. And ladies, if you're out there listening, you know, that maybe you have an upcoming annual exam, can this 
one last question, can this easily be done while they're at their annual exam? Absolutely. A lot of times we get, you know, annual labs, cholesterol levels and CBCs and thyroids. You can always throw an image in there. I don't think they're that expensive. So if you're heading to uh, your family practitioner or your OBGYN, maybe this is one of the tests you want to make sure to have included in that as well. Once again, Dr. Nelson, thank you so much for joining My us. My pleasure. And, uh, we'll talk again soon sometime. Right. I hope so. Thanks, Dave. If you've been trying to start your own family and haven't had success, you're not alone. Millions of people just like you are experiencing the same very personal and painful frustration. Infertility affects men and women equally. The Missouri Center for Reproductive Medicine, MCRM Fertility, can help. MCRM accepts most insurance and you don't need a referral. They offer the most advanced science and technology, including exclusive techniques and the embryoscope. Check them out at mcrmfertility.com. And thank you goes out once again to Dr. Nilsson for joining us on this special edition of Focus on Fertility. And if you are interested in learning more about your fertility screening, and you may not live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and can see Dr. Nilsson, and maybe you've just recently had your well woman visits, and you don't necessarily want to make another visit to your OBGYN, you will want to be sure to tune in next week. We have a great show coming up. We're going to have a special guest with us talking about a home collection opportunity to do your fertility screening. And you're definitely going to learn more about that. So be sure to tune in next week for that episode. And until next week, you can definitely catch up with all of our previous podcasts by our website, focusonfertility.net, or by simply following us, which we invite you to do on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio Network, iHeartRadio, and Podcast One. All of our previous episodes are out there. And you can always send questions. If you have a question for Dr. Nelson or myself, please send it to questions at focusonfertility.net. Well, until we speak again next week, I'm wishing you the very best along your fertility journey.